Welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. I was wondering where that was going. Uh, I'm your nowhere. other host, Becky Gremlin. You're like, here to bring you nowhere. all things spooky on Wednesdays because <laughs> um, Wednesdays are for podcast. And it is Wednesday today. And it is Wednesday. Yes, it is. We're on, we're back to our uh, regularly and scheduled programming on Wednesdays. Yes, on Wednesdays. Um, and we're doing a true crime episode, so that means shit's gonna get heavy. As it normally does. Uh, yes, it is Christmas. We know it is the holidays, but as you all also know, uh, we always bring you a true crime episode every month. So this is our Christmas true crime episode edition. Happy of don't, Christmas. Of don't fuck with the original. This Merry Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody hit me with one of those the other day thinking I wouldn't know. I'm like, I know. Scotty doesn't know. I'm like, I'm not that old. Scotty still doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Apparently. Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my bedroom every Sunday. <laughs> and in case you guys want an even better reference to that, Michael Rosenbaum has a podcast called Inside of You. Yeah, the guy Lex Luthor from Smallville. But he was also in Urban Legend, which is a really great horror film that we definitely need to do an episode about because I fucking love it. I actually really like it. It's that a really movie. great movie. It's great. Um, so he interviewed Kristen Crunk and that was a viewer question and it was amazing. Does Scotty still not know? She's like, he still doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. And I was like, that was incredible. Y'all... The early 2000s gave us some really great, raunchy I mean, there's some nostalgia there. There's quite quite some nostalgia there. Not another teen movie, American Pie, scary movie. Those, like, all of those movies that are just... Not another teen movie is my personal And look, you can love them or you can hate them. But they have solidified their moment in pop culture and they will forever be there yep so you know you can either love it a lot of them i love quite a few of them i don't know if i'd say loved but definitely have fond memories of and then others i'm just like no and not another teen movie is honestly my favorite oh i love that movie come on now if you now that one is hysterical. It's so... I mean, it literally starts with this girl masturbating in her room, and then everyone comes in and wishes her a happy birthday, and she's trying to hide it, and she can't hide it, and her fucking dildo goes flying and smashes in the cake, and it goes all over her grandma. Like, oh my god, it's so ridiculous. And it's not even... Some of them... Well, you know, like, it's over the top, but not too much. It doesn't, you you know, Euro trip when it starts. Yeah, when they started, when they really started to take it there, and I'm just like, okay, so this this is this is where I know this is my line, like where you know where your line is. You're like, oh, that's 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 where it is. It's like here, and I got it, and I'm you're just trying to be too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love crude humor, but calm it down. People hit a genre, and then it gets popular. And then you just capitalize on it. Yep. So then you just keep topping it. And then it's like, then it just doesn't work Kind of like how Becky just found out that there are seven, actually there are eight American Pie films. Jesus Christ. I was like, why? She only thought it was the first three. I did. Four. Four. A little American reunion, yeah. Yeah. But I was like, why? Why? And the other ones really didn't need to exist. Why? 
Oh my god. Yeah, I had Band uh, Camp was okay because it was about Stifler's brother. But like they just went off the deep end. They were like, How how much crude humor can we put in these films? They weren't even funny anymore. They were just sex. Like it just it was just constant. It wasn't even funny anymore. And Jason Biggs is so much better than that. He really is. And then when he popped up in Orange is the New Blue. He's been in so many. I know. <laughs> he's been in so many, like, I love Jason. I've seen him on some podcasts recently, and I'm like, oh, my God. We need to show some appreciation. Speaking Jason of Orange is the New Black, did you know that Taylor Schilling came out and she had yeah. a girlfriend? Yeah. I, I was like, a bitch. Come on. We knew. <laughs> I mean, the way she acted with Laura Previn, come on. We're hitting we you know. guys with some happy news before we get into the yeah. into the, the the bad news. The depravity. The, 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 the. I just thought um, I would share that if anyone didn't know that she yeah. actually did come out. It was this year. Because that's some good news. She came out this year and uh, she has a like girlfriend. It. I was like, um, although I knew, I'm proud of you. <laughs> when you know... But then they know, and then you're like, they good know, for you. And then, and then you're like, good for you. <laughs> like, like I was telling you about Kristen, I was like. Right. It's about fucking time. <laughs> good for you. While you were dating Robert the whole time, I'm going, she'll figure it out. She'll figure it out. Hey, hey. Everyone hey. was like, they're so adorable together. I'm like, time. they're not. It She's just takes very time. gay. Give her a minute. It just takes and now look at her. <laughs> Excuse me, um, I got choked up. <laughs> so, guys. So. Ooh, look. Hey. I just thought that was funny. You, like, hit a high note, and then it was oh. like. <clears throat> I don't have the Rona. I have, even though when my throat is scratchy or hurts any bit at oh all, God, and that's the only so thing that's wrong it. with me, I'm like, it's the Rona, and I'm spreading it around to everyone. Uh, no, bitch. It's um, sleeping in a room with baseboard heat with your window wide open because you're so fucking hot at night. And then, yeah, that. That's what it's sleeping with your mouth open because you can't breathe because your nose is so con constipated. <laughs> <laughs> My nose is constipated. I'm sorry, I was so loud. Congested. If I just hit somebody's eardrums, I'm so sorry, but that was hilarious that hit me out of nowhere my nose is constipated and my bowels are congested that's the thing wow because that that sounds like a whole lot i can't help you but so well sorry. yeah it is a lot i can't get none of it out oh my god <laughs> that straight up sounded like a windex and sharing a lot tonight with <laughs> this has been another episode of casper shizzle Bodily functions. <laughs> Congested poop. It's the bodily functions edition. Of Constipated Casper. nose. Cheers. <laughs> I mean, I can fart. I can't do it on cue, so I can't do it right now. But I don't know what's wrong with me. Please <laughs> for the love of Christ. My roommate always thinks it's hilarious when I sneeze so hard that it makes me fart. And oh, that is hilarious. I go, oh no. And she just, she gets so tickled. Oh my god. She's like, it's not even that you do that. It's that you go, oh no. I'm like, well, I'm trying not to shit. 
<laughs> I'm like, I don't know where this is going. So, 1992. I'm like, are we good? Did we, did we get back to the... We need to get back to the basics <laughs> okay, of we got, life. We got it. I'm gonna let Becky take over, y'all. I'm in a okay. mood. Okay. Okay. So 1992. All right. Columbus sailed the ocean. No, just we have no. He didn't. Fuck him. 1992. So guys, like we said last week, when we made our announcement for the podcast, this is gonna be a local one, uh, fairly local, north of us in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, in 1992, uh, starting I believe Christmas Eve, there was a murder spree, a senseless murder spree that four people committed um had no motive whatsoever and um there really wasn't a lot of information that we could find as far as background of the murders and what would have prompted this except for one in particular but um yeah unfortunately it was just one of those things that sadly even though it doesn't happen often it does happen where people just come from bad circumstance and they just decide maybe under the influence of drugs, uh, mental illness, whatever, or that they're just that malicious of a person that they're just going to go out and kill and rob people. They just don't care. They just have nothing left in them, no empathy left in them. Uh, and it sounds like that's pretty much what happened in this case. I think what made it so shocking even more so the fact that it was so senseless and that there was no motive is the fact that the people involved were so young um oh yeah for sure so that that was another really tough thing when it came to uh the police involved and uh the lawyers and prosecutors involved as well um so the article actually does start off with uh like we said, guys, we like to, these true crime ones, we do try to get as much humor as we can in the beginning because they do get heavy and, um, you know, but that's what we do here when we do these true crime episodes. We want to bring as many facts as we can find uh, and um, especially if they're ones like this that maybe outside of Ohio, not a lot of people were aware of or knew that happened um actually had someone comment that they remembered these um these happenings she was 10 she lived in i think she lived she was said she lived in dayton or ohio i don't remember where exactly she said she lived but she's like i don't remember those yeah she was 10 and remembers it so yeah if you lived in the area it made just about every local newspaper um I'm sure even in Cincinnati, it was probably in the local. Oh, I have or sure. the, the Inquirer would be the local paper here. Um, so the article that we're using tonight is from Dayton's local Daily News, uh, their newspaper outlet. So this article was from 2019. Um, so at the time, it would have been, it's now been 28 years coming up since the murders have happened. But uh, at the time that the article was written, it would have been 27 years. Um, so it does start off with the interviewer, uh, talking to the sister of one of the victims. Um, her name was Rhonda Goulette. 
and she states that the meaning of Christmas forever changed 27 years ago. So that would have been from the time of the article. Uh, I don't really celebrate the holidays like other people, said Galette, whose 18-year-old sister, Danita, was one of six people shot and killed over three days around Christmas in 92. She says, I go back in my mind and I think about the day I found out that my sister was killed. Four young people embarked on a shooting rampage that left six people dead, two others injured, and impacted scores of others, friends, relatives, and members of the public in countless ways. I will never be... It, it will never be forgotten by the public because it was so heinous and so sinister, even in the light of the things that are going on today, said a Dayton homicide detective by the name of Doyle Burke, who was working on the case at the time. Starting as petty robberies that netted a plaid coat, a pair of sneakers, and only $44, the crimes escalated to something else, joy killings. They were just killed... They were just killing people randomly for nothing, literally nothing, Burke stated. There was not even a motive in these cases. It was just for fun. Said Dayton Police Sergeant George Hammond at the time, they were like a shark. Once they tasted blood, they couldn't stop. The four people convicted of the killings were part of a so-called downtown posse, quote-unquote. It was a group that meant most of its days bumming money on Courthouse Square, which is in downtown Dayton, Ohio. Um, until they graduated to something much worse. Um, so this would have started on Christmas Eve of 1992, and um, I'll let Casper take over from here. So in the early hours of Christmas Eve, Laura Taylor, who was 16, and her boyfriend, Marvel Mar Marvelous Keen. Sorry, for some reason that word did not look like Marvelous to me. I know, and it's, it's not <laughs> spelled traditionally the, right. the way Marvelous, it's spelled with the... A and an extra Mar L in there, Marvelous. so it's, yeah. Uh, he was 19, put in a play to plan, wow, put in play a plan to rob a man Taylor figured would pay them for sex. Taylor called Joseph Wilkerson, he was 34, and promised him an orgy. As part of the plan, the couple recruited 20-year-old Heather Nicole Matthews, who had been released from prison a few months before. Taylor said Burke was tough as nails. And the intellectual leader of the group. She also proved capable of murder. And she was only 16 at the time, you guys. 16, yeah. you know. Six. She was the youngest of the, of the group of the four. So for her to be the mastermind, that says a lot. That Yeah, yeah, it does. As Wilkerson was bound to the headboard in his bedroom with electrical cords, the trio scoured the house for valuables and found a 32 caliber Daring, Daring, Daringer. Derringer. Yeah, sure, okay. a Derringer type of That Keene used to shoot Wilkerson in the chest, according to police records. Matthews would later testify at her trial in 93 that Taylor put a 25 caliber weapon to Wilkerson's head and shot him a second time. The three ransacked the dead man's house, stole his car, and used it to hunt for more victims. On Neal Avenue, the group, which now included Matthews, which was a 17-year-old boyfriend, or no, included Matthew's 17-year-old boyfriend, Demarcus Maurice Smith, found 18-year-old Danita Gillette talking on a payphone. Danita, a senior at Patterson Cooperative High School and the mother of a two-year-old, was a complete stranger. At least one account would later say she was shot for her Fila tennis shoes. Phyla. I think it's Phyla. Police found her body on the ground outside the telephone booth and shot five times. The pavement was covered with blood and 25 caliber blazer aluminum bullet shell casings. Those casings would help investigators tie 
the events together, along with random nature of some of the victims and sheer senselessness of the crimes. Taken from Galette were her coat, shoes, and a backpack containing 50 cents. Wow. 50 cents. Try an 18-year-old girl who was the mother of a two-year-old for absolutely no reason in broad daylight and all you stole for her were some shoes and 50 cents like that's just yeah and i hate that like there's very little background that's why i hate that there was just very little background that we could find as far as the murderers themselves but sometimes when things are senseless like this it's like it's actually almost worse. It's like, it's like, you know, do, there's you, nothing do you really want to know? Do you really want to know what led them to this? Because really, would it make it any better? Would it make it any better to hear what their lives are when you know that they just senselessly killed people for absolutely no reason? Like, really? that Would that make you? F I don't even know if it would. I don't really think it would make me feel any better. Like, oh, well, they were abused or yada yada. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's terrible. But like... You know, if you had no other reason for this, then I just want to kill somebody. It's like, yeah, that's okay, really well, then up. I don't feel sorry for you. Like, I feel nothing. I, I feel sorry for you it's at all. It's just like we've discussed. That's just my personal opinion, and we've said this before. It's like, just like we've discussed. Like, Jeffrey Dahmer, we feel we feel for. Eileen Wernos, we feel for. Fuck Ted Bundy. You know, like, he didn't give a shit. He just wanted to kill people. But again, that doesn't excuse what they did. No, absolutely not. At all. Those crimes were horrific. I definitely have more sympathy for the victims, for sure. Like, oh, we're not... Yeah. We're just simply we're stating... Like, oh, we're just simply stating there is a difference when someone is clearly sick, has clearly gone through nothing but trauma, and something, you know, something is just clearly not right with them. Right. Clearly not right, and that the system completely failed them yep and that if something would have intervened it could have would have been a different story but it wasn't so that's all we're saying in those cases if there would have been some type of intervention it would have been a totally different story things would have turned around but you know you have nobody you have no support system there's nothing all these demons all these things you're fighting against that evil takes over and then this is what you do absolutely doesn't excuse what you did you deserve you deserve to pay for your crimes you deserve to go absolutely. to prison you deserve either the death penalty or whatever is given to you because what you did was absolutely disgusting and the victims i definitely feel sorry for but there is a definite difference when you look at people that clearly had a problem and are genuinely remorseful for what they did but if you're just out there, even with or without a problem, just don't even give a fuck, just killing people. And even after you're caught and convicted and uh, and confessed or whatever, and you're just like, I don't even care. I just killed these people. I don't give a fuck. Then fuck you. Like, I have, I have nothing for you. Like, nothing is what you felt, then nothing is what I feel for you. And again, those are just our personal opinions. This is our podcast. You don't like it. Don't listen. Start your own. But... <laughs> that's how we feel and i don't think that's unreasonable i, like I don't Becky's, think that's unreasonable and i, I think most like people Becky's feel that preaching, way on a preaching uh bench tonight she's been like listen all night and I love i'm just it. i'm just over it like people just annoy me when they like i had you i don't think it's invalid at all or unreasonable to say 
that in an incidence like this, where there's just absolutely no reason whatsoever and you have no empathy at all oh, fuck off. for just randomly killing people, I think it's pretty safe to say. I think that's something like we can generally all agree with as I would people. Hope so go fuck, go fuck yourself. Like, I mean, that shouldn't even be a, no. shouldn't even be a question. No. Yeah, it just, I think the thing that shocked me the most about this one in particular is the fact that Taylor seemed to be the main killer for the most part, or at least like the mastermind behind everything. And she's only 16 years old. Like she was the youngest, like 16, 17, 19, and 20. I mean, that's very young to to just go around and randomly kill people. And if nothing happened to you, and even if something did, it's like, I, I still don't think that excuses it. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying it seems it just, to me, it, seems more malicious when majority you're... of them were... The only real backstory I could find is majority of them did come from some type of broken home trauma and primarily hung out in this courthouse square area, which was primarily for people that were homeless or on drugs. So Who it's, pretty, it's pretty safe to say that either one or the other or both were going on with either one, two, or all of them in the group. The one girl, Matthews, who was only 20 at the time, she just got out of jail. So clearly things were going on with her. So I'm I'm pretty sure drugs played in a part, trauma played into a part. Um, you know, you're if you have childhood trauma and then you primarily live in a more crime ridden area, then unfortunately, if you don't have a chance of trying to get out of that environment or can do it yourself or have somebody to help you pull out of that environment, this is why we tell these kind of stories because it's unfortunate. Things think that because of a product of environment and not feeling like you have a chance, Unfortunately, even I'll bet I'll bet rare these these things happen. And they're just they're terrible. And I think that the reason why I've I've really liked this article is because it focuses at, you know, just as we have before, we kind of like to focus more on the victims and like their lives and <coughs> excuse me, and who they are as people. Because that that's really the, the biggest tragedy of all of this. Is people who were just randomly killed for no reason. So um, I'll let you go ahead and finish. So the group would then re- <laughs> so the group would return to Wilkinson. What is the problem? I don't know. The group would return to Wilkerson's okay house and stay the night, but attempted to claim one more Christmas Eve victim, which was Matthew's ex-boyfriend Jeffrey Wright. Smith put four bullets into his legs, and according to police, he, according to police, but he escaped a neighbor's house and to a neighbor's house and survived. The Wilkerson killing gave them a base of operation and a vehicle, said Burke. They could have stopped by just gagging him, but I don't think that was ever in their game plan. Okay, so at least, yeah, that was one of the, one of the people that did survive. Um, on Christmas Day... The 16-year-old Taylor coaxed her old boyfriend, Richmond Maddox, who was 19, from his parents' home, and the two left in Maddox's car with Keen Smith and Matthews trailing behind. 
Maddox eventually spotted the trailing car, became suspicious, and gunned the accelerator. Taylor, again, 16 at the time, put a Derringer to his right temple and fired. Taylor bailed out of the car before it crashed on Benton Avenue. Maddox was later declared dead from a gunshot wound to the head. Burke says spree killers are exceedingly violent, often choosing their victims at random, and they kill for the enjoyment of it. While there were multiple victims, there are more, he points out. It's the family members and the friends that will never outlive this. Sarah Abram, a mother of three, received a hand-drawn picture from her daughter for Christmas. A day later, she became the fourth victim of the Christmas posse. So Abraham was behind the counter at the shortstop in the mini market, the family-owned grocery on West 5th Street, when Taylor walked in to case the place. Minutes later, Smith and Keene walked in, and Keene shot Abraham twice in the head. The Bullens... The Bullens... The weapons bullets similar to the casings found next to Gillette's body on Neal Avenue. A witness in the store was shot in the hand and stomach, but survived. Abraham died five days later. This time, the the gang got away with $44. Woo! That was worth it. Moving around the city, the gang switched license plates on multiple stolen vehicles to elude police. Thinking some within the group might snitch, the four ringleaders, Taylor, Keene, Matthews, and Smith, turned on two of their own. On the witness stand, Matthews said the group believed Wendy Cottrell, 16, and Marvin Washington, 18, could implicate them in previous deaths. After Abraham was killed, the crew picked up Cottrell and Washington and brought some beer and wine. Keen saying he had to urinate, pulled into a gravel yard on Richley Drive. Smith and Keen ordered Cottrell and Washington out of the car, marched them behind a large pile of dirt, and executed them. Their bodies would not be found until the killers were in custody. So the day after Christmas on December 26th, Cottrell and Washington marked the fifth and sixth victims of the killer's rampage. A woman airing up her tires at Salem Avenue gas station might have been the seventh, but she ran when her Dodge Shadow was stolen at gunpoint. A short time later, some 72 hours after the first killing, Dayton Police Sergeant John Huber eyed a suspicious vehicle that same Dodge Shadow on Coomler Avenue. Smith, Keene, Matthews, and Taylor were inside. Huber called in for a play check, and when the registration didn't come back as the Shadow, units closed in from all directions. After so much violence, the gang's capture was fairly uneventful. Smith ran into a nearby house, but he was quickly captured, while the other three, Keene, Matthews, and Taylor, were taken into custody without incident. So from what I read from another article, they literally just put their hands up. Like, he ran, but they just put their hands up. They didn't even resist. Huber, who is now the director of public safety for Sinclair Community College, said afterward he learned that Taylor had ordered Keene to shoot Huber, but for some reason he didn't. Thank God he didn't. It was a tragic crime at Christmas and a very tough time of year, Huber says now. It's sad that we couldn't have gotten to them sooner. There was no rhyme or reason, and there was no pattern. Burke, Burke, who will include the Christmas killings in a book that he is writing about his career, has said the case exemplifies how homicide squads and uniformed officers working together can solve even the most difficult crimes. This is one of those cases that I am most proud of, said Burke. Taylor and Matthews are serving life sentences for murder at the Ohio Reformatory for for Women in Marysville. And now get this, while Smith is serving a life murder sentence at the Mansfield Correctional Institute. Now that was actually right 
it was around the corner and up the road from the Ohio, the Ohio reformatory. So there's a minimum security prison right behind it, but a maximum security prison around the corner and up the road. Cause there's literally nothing in Mansfield. They were right there. <laughs> like there's nothing in Mansfield. Nothing. Um, so on July 21st, 2009, Keen, who uh, wound up being convicted in five of the killings. So five out of the six. So I, I believe that's why they ultimately issued the death penalty for him. Uh, he was executed by lethal injection at the Southern Ohio Correctional Facility in Lucasville. And uh, yeah, he had no last words. Wouldn't, wouldn't imagine that he would. Uh, Goulette, who is currently help raising her sister's daughter, is now a victim advocate. She works with the Montgomery County Victim Witness Division. She said she combats the flood of memories brought by the holidays by helping others. I try to shift my focus off myself and what has happened to me and what has happened to my family uh, on, onto service, she said. I serve in my church. I serve in my community. I feed the homeless. And so from September 1st to January 1st, I serve. She knows the final words of her sister, don't shoot me, will always haunt her forever. God so hard and she knows that she will never forget what Danita meant to her and others particularly this time of year how do you ever forget you had a sister she said how do you ever forget that your sister was killed on Christmas Eve that's so sad so yeah guys I know that was a sad one um I'm glad that they gave more focus on the family um you know like we said it's an I'm I'm we unfortunately two uh of the victims involved um the ex-boyfriend uh that was killed um you know unfortunately we couldn't get a lot of information about jeffrey wright except that you know he was unfortunately very 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 young when he was shot and killed um you know, there was the one man that did live that was unfortunately paralyzed and then uh, could not find a lot of information about jo Joseph Wilkerson either, except, you know, an obituary, you know, just kind of basics where he's buried and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think to just focus on people like Danita, who was 18 and a mother at the time, you know, her sister remembers her in ways of being an advocate for others and and giving and and being so active in her church which is amazing I mean that's that is the most brilliant way that I could think of in her position to deal with grief um because you're always going to grieve nobody can tell you how to grieve you're you're always in some shape or form going to grieve especially when it comes to something this senseless um you know also in the case of uh, Sarah Abraham that was just you know not not even so much young but just the fact that like this all they got away with from the store was $44 and they killed a mother of three the day after Christmas like I mean that will forever affect her kids forever and you just pray that you know they had family to help raise them and that they're doing okay because, you know, a lot of people that were involved, you know, family members still live in the area. So this is something, you know, like I said, this article came out last year. This is something that is still very haunting to the family, you know. Um, 
And three out of the four murderers are still alive today. They're still in prison today. Um, and still young even now. I mean, that was 27 years ago, but they were in their early to late teens. So even now, they're still very young and have a lot more life to just sit and rot in prison. And especially for something like this, I I hate if they had any trauma in their lives, but they got exactly what they deserved because this was this was senseless and it was awful. And um you know, our obviously like we say all the time, our prayers go to the families involved because no matter how long ago these murders happened, you know, we've done ones um you know, from from the 70s, we've done ones just from 20 years ago. I mean, heck, even that H.H. H. Holmes one, you had a descendant, what, great, great, great grandson or whatever. And he still, I mean, you, you still live with that because you live with that name and you know how infamous his murders are. And everybody who knows anything about true crime knows who H.H. H. Holmes is and, and, you know, is very familiar with him. And even now, like you, even that guy still carries it. So these, these things still live on and you still have descendants and, and people and family, and especially something like this that is so fresh and just happened so recently. And we hope and pray that the children of the victims are, are well um, and adjusted. And hopefully they had family around them that were able to take care of them. So here's some so, yeah, this background is... information on Keen. Um, he was actually a really good student until his older brother was killed while committing a robbery in 91. Supposedly that had a profound effect on him. He became depressed, virtually gave up on his educational efforts for a time, and was introspective. He moved to California to live with his father, but returned to Dayton in 92 after conflicts over money. He walked away from his mother's Dayton home early that December and landed in a flop house on Yuma Place, across from the Great Miami River from downtown Dayton. That's where his pals, he and his pals, uh, connived how to make a quick buck for Christmas. So that's that's where it started with the robbing, the robbing, and then the killings right there. So yeah, so there you go. In Keen's case, definitely, like we said before, childhood trauma. Definitely yep. some childhood trauma. You know, split parents, brother dies, fall out with dad. You know, you end up on the streets. There you go. But again, doesn't excuse what happened. Nope, not doesn't at all. Doesn't excuse what happened. Doesn't excuse, you know, the fact that there's family and children out there that, you know, miss their, miss their family members. So... Yeah, that was a that was a heavy one. It wasn't. We didn't Sorry, have a guys. lot more information, so it's, it's not very long. But um, but yeah, it's just you know, it's one of those things where it's a cautionary tale to just be aware of your surroundings. You know, there was that one woman that was the seventh victim that was putting air in her tire that was looking around, and you know, definitely one thing too. If you ever, oh God, unfortunately get robbed or somebody wants your car, like don't even. Just, you know, you hope and pray that it doesn't end up in a situation that they kill you. But whatever you do, like, give them the car, give them, fuck it, give it to them. Who cares? Like, there is nothing 
There That's is what literally... insurance is for. Thank you. There is no you'll exactly you'll you'll be fine. That's why you have insurance. That's why those insurance things can be will replaced. cover that. By the way, there is no insurance to cover a human life. No. There is nothing that will bring you well, back. Well, I mean, technically, there's technically but yes, no. but not that kind of life insurance. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's there's no coming back from that. So you just give them whatever. It is absolutely not worth it. Not even the slightest. Um, but yeah. Oh goodness. It's, it's my right. I just switched so hard. I was oh like, my goodness. It's there. Um, but yeah, guys, it's, uh, it's one of those things, you know, you, you just, you hope and pray nothing like this could happen, but you just try to be as aware of your surroundings as you can. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just another cautionary tale, especially if you think, you know, I mean, I'm sure that's the other thing about this too, is there, it wasn't just these four, you know, there was like a group of people. So even then you're, you're sure somebody was talking or maybe saying something and, you know, it's just like, if you have teenage kids or whatever, keep a lookout. Who are they hanging out with? What are they, you know, like, what are they doing? What are they you know, especially with the internet and everything, what are they looking up? Like, be in your kid's business. Because a lot of times what can happen, and I think this is what happened in, like, Keen's case, talking about his background. And then you get around a bunch of other, you know, bad influences, and there you go. And then you're you're with other people that you really shouldn't be around. And before you know it, that's the crowd you're running with. And if drugs get involved or God knows what you just you don't care. No, you have no cares anymore, and uh, no empathy. Nope. Either that's the big thing. That's what really takes it. Is is once you have no empathy, that's a psychopath. So <laughs> you just you don't care what happens in cases like this. But justice was served. That's the most important thing. My heart really goes out to that girl this year because she's probably not able to serve anywhere. Oh, gosh, yeah. So. You hope. I mean, there are. I have seen online. I don't. I mean, I'm 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 sure here where we are with COVID, there are still some areas like I, I know of a few local small businesses that are still doing like coat drives and hat drives and, you know, taking in and, um, uh, I've all, you know what? I did hear something on the news, especially when it got really cold last week about them finding even more, which just makes you think like, well, why before COVID didn't you have more homeless shelters? But now all of a sudden, you <laughs> anyway, um, we're not even going to go there, but like I've heard, I did hear last week on the news that they have found more areas because you, you do have to keep beds spaced. You do have to keep area, you know, you can't have, you have to keep occupancy right. down as much as you possibly can. So, um, there have been more volunteer groups from what I've been hearing that have been trying to take in more you know, especially depending on how cold it starts to get. Because, yeah, here in Ohio. Now, luckily, we're in southern part of Ohio. So we're not up by Cleveland. We don't get that lake, lake effect, air. you know. So Man, it gets we don't, fucking cold, too. But we've, we've had negative 
temperatures down here and you know we still have some months to go we get we get cold all the way into march so we <laughs> i mean it has snowed in april before so so yeah, you definitely and and until the the vaccine is readily available to everyone and also flu is still a thing and colds are still a thing, you have to try Like to I said, I'm still I'm people. still sitting here with a scratchy throat going I'll swallow like every 5 seconds like does it hurt? <laughs> and no it doesn't. It's just scratchy, but still I get paranoid. I get so paranoid. Right. Let me tell you right now, I'm on. I'm on that. I'm on that. Can I taste and smell everything? That's where I. Because this whole, this whole worrying about a scratchy throat yeah. and all that other dumb shit is just is stupid. You Can are I smell my coffee in the morning? That's yes. it. That's where I am. Can I taste and smell everything? I'll be like over garlicking shit, like. I can smell and taste that, so I'm good. I if got I it. I stick my nose into the garlic <laughs> right. powder and can't smell anything. Then there's a problem. Then I am fucked. Damn it! Like that's that's like, when you can I even know. feel fine and that starts. That's what I'm saying. I've been seeing more of that, which has been fucking me up. Where people are totally fine, nothing, not a fever, not a nothing, and all of a sudden it's like I can bite into this whole ass onion and I can't taste a motherfucking thing. I saw that and girl like, on TikTok that did no! that. she literally bit into this onion like an apple. I saw a guy do that and then took a whole like spoonful of garlic paste and then took like started just eat and he's like and then like I think topped it off with like some sriracha or something and he's like okay I felt that in my sinuses but he's like still I can't taste. Or smell anything. Nothing. That's so weird. Nothing. It fucked me up so bad. That's why I was like, fuck this scratchy throat. Fuck a sniffle. Fuck all of that. Can I taste and smell everything? I'd be yes, over here like, I'm good. <laughs> everything that's nasty to me, but is healthy for me, I should eat now. <laughs> Just so I can get it over with. Just so I can right? eat. Just so I, I can, can eat it. I can eat it. Because I can't taste it. Exactly. So it can't be a texture thing. <laughs> At all. Can't blame it on that. Because you're like, I can't fucking taste it. Yeah. No. See, I don't like the texture of cherries, so. Anyway. I was going to say, I know I have a texture thing with something, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Not I have many a, things. I have a texture thing with coconut. It's not many things, but I do have something. But I don't. Not coming, I like the it's taste of coconut, but my... I hate eating little pieces of paper. <sighs> it's literally what it feels I like. Totally, I feel you. I oh feel my god! You. I opened up my phone and I thought it said weed. It says wed, like Wednesday. Yikes! I was anyway. like, my phone said weed. Anyway, guys, so that was our episode for this week. Um, next week we will be talking about gremlins for Christmas time. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I actually don't have a tradition to watch Gremlins every year. I probably should. But. Uh, you know what? I don't either. I really don't. Uh, people are gonna hate me, but I just, for the first time this year, <laughs> watched Silent Night, Deadly Night one and two. I had never seen them. And I know there's gonna be people out there. There's gonna be people out there like what? And I'd be like, look. You know, there's gonna be people out there going. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. I've already I've already been seeing that posted places and I'm like, good job. Good job. 
Yeah, so please don't crucify me for it, but I finally did watch them, and they're both amazing. Even though two is pretty much just, like, one, except for, like, the last, like, you know, 45 minutes and a few inner cutscenes. But I really liked them, and if you guys are looking for some really good Christmas horror, hit up Tubi, because first of all, it's fucking free. And second of all, they are bringing it with the Christmas horror movies. I Tubi's was bringing it, period, uh, man. Period! They just added Pet Cemetery, like the OG one. Like, they... Tubi's like, Netflix my ass. Because <laughs> I also went on, and I'm not going to shit on Shudder at all, because I fucking love Shudder. Same. But I went on Shudder, and I looked at their holiday horror, and I was very disappointed. Yeah. Except for one that I need to revisit because I was way lost and I will watch it again. I talked about it last week. But um, Shudder's like, I was like, come on, Shudder. But yeah, Tubi, killing it. If you guys are looking for, I just like the first week of December, I was just on this like, I want to watch nothing but holiday horror movies. Like I was still in my horror, like I can't get out of it. Like I have my few select Christmas movies, but I was like, I just want all Christmas horror. And Tubi fucking brought Delivered. it so get on tubi guys if you if you need some holiday horror this year if you're if you're just strictly holiday horror but maybe you're looking for some new stuff get on tubi do it it's literally free why wouldn't you it's it's free and the ads are not the ads aren't any more annoying than commercials on cable and, and honestly not, and at least not the same goddamn commercials like liberty mutual and i'm ready to and i don't have to fucking liberty 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 oh i'm over liberty. it i want that emu to die i want to listen roast him and eat him i'm thankful for the commercials <laughs> because i can get i don't have to pause it i can go pee there you go i can go pee appreciate it for that it's that's a, important it's a, it's a pee break. It's a potty break. They're potty breaks. Appreciate a pee break. There you go. <laughs> Appreciate it. There you go. Appreciate. Exactly. What was it you said last year? Support. Support. Support and appreciate. Support. Appreciate. <laughs> there you go. Uh, new shirts. It said it all Support. right there. It said it all right there. Support. Everything you need. Appreciate. Everything you need to do. All right, guys, so a word from our sponsor. <sighs> that was hilarious. Calm your body down. I'm sorry, guys. I barely slept last night, so I'm I'm, tr I'm trucking it. I know. I'm that's why I'm trying to get you in here. <laughs> I am trying that's why so we're cutting, hard right now. That's why we're cutting this one short, guys. Um, of course, it was short anyway, because that's really all we had. Uh, but, but it was a heavy one, so that's why we wanted to keep it funny. We got as much info as we could in there, and then we're skipping out. Um, I didn't sleep last night because I lived in Satan's asshole. It's okay. Um, we'll be out soon. So if you guys have checked the socials, there's a new scent, Orange Basil. That will be one of the regulars along with the oatmeal honey and the rose water bath bombs. Um check those out they're in the three pack um we've got the christmas ones available right now everything is 20 percent off also guys don't sleep on those body creams everybody's skin is so dry around this time of year and they're a really 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 great deal that's going on till december 16th um order this week if you want anything before christmas next week i will stop shipping out by friday um, but there is a possibility with USPS that if you do order next week that you won't get it before Christmas. Just letting everybody know. But do support your local post office. 
Um, check out the website at See Your BD on Instagram. Search Calm Your Body Down on Etsy. And uh, thanks again, guys. Calm your body down. Simply having. You're slapping. I'm so tired. I totally, that's where it came from. I, <laughs> I nailed it now. I was like, she's slap happy. Because I'm like going in and out of consciousness slightly, but I'm also like. <laughs> that's when you know. Yes. I'm like, I need to fucking go to sleep. Yes. Go to bed. So guys, if you want to follow us on Instagram, I mean, if you do want to follow us you on Instagram, sure, you can do that. Whatever. <laughs> Twitter's a dumpster fire, so just go on Instagram. I mean, there's Twitter, there's Twatter, there's Twitter, that too, Facebook, and, and we're not on Twitch, so don't go there. Don't don't um, don't go to Twitch. I mean, you can go to Twitch for whatever you want, but we're not there. Not us. Um, don't fuck with the original. Tomorrow will be movie review Thursday, and I will be doing it on VHS, and I'm super excited to do that. Um, I fucking love that movie. Um, it's probably. It's in my top three favorite horror anthologies, no doubt about it. Um, also, if you have any questions, concerns, want to say hey, email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. And it, follow us, subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Make sure to rate us, leave a review. We super appreciate it. We love you guys. And make sure to watch Gremlins if you haven't for next week. We're going to talk all about it. And I'm dip it dip Support. A PCA. <laughs> Gibbons. Ermagerd. It's Gibbons. Ermagerd. Support. A PCA. Bendens. Gibbons. Baffis. Goodbye. <sighs> okay,